Hello and welcome to Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. My name is Catherine McPhail. I'm your host. I am an architect working in eastern Massachusetts, and my work is primarily renovations and additions to existing homes. In the course of my work, I have noticed that homeowners would like to learn more about renovations, and I had wished that there were podcasts that covered information like this, and I couldn't really find it, so I decided to make it. And if you are planning to do a home renovation, then I hope you check back to see what else we are going to cover in the future. This one is on bath fixtures and kitchen fixtures, and I did happen to notice that this week, Clear Story, which is a new podcast uh, from this old house, they were talking about toilets. So if you become intrigued by the discussion of toilets in this episode, you should go listen to their podcast. Uh, just because I found it interesting, I think you might as well. History of toilets, and they're actually pretty amazing. Anyway, today I am talking to Jason Sevenor, who is the president of Designer Bath and Salem Plumbing Supply. Welcome, Jason. Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'll tell you a little bit about our company. Um, so my great, uh, my grandfather started the company in 1945. So that actually makes us the longest standing decorative bath and kitchen showroom in greater Boston. And so in 2020, we'll be celebrating 75 years in business. It's a third generation company. I work with my sister, Mindy, and my dad, Ralph. And I would say what how do we help homeowners? We've been talking a lot about authentic relationships. And when I say authentic, it's in comparison to say transactional. And I think there's a big difference. So authentic, we're really interested in getting to know our clients. And we're not interested in making a sale, but rather creating a relationship. And these are things when you're, when you're remodeling or building and construction takes time, right? So if you're gonna just try to pick something out and then be done with it, and and you know it, it it's not like you're going to buy a, a stereo or a book or this these things take time. So forming these relationships is critical, and really getting to know your customer, what their styles are, their preferences, what they're looking for, um, budget, timeline, you know, it's all critical in making a project run smoothly. There's some education involved with the bath fixtures. Absolutely. It's, it's really complex and I think it, it can be overwhelming. And it's a, when people come into our showroom, they're oohed and odd, but they're also can be overwhelmed. And that's where the experience comes in. And I think whether you're shopping in a showroom or trying to figure it out at, online or, or a big box store, you know, there's a lot of choice and there's a lot of pitfalls. There's a lot of places where you could you know, kind of um, cause yourself more headaches than need be if you're working with someone that's knowledgeable. And I think that really is where we shine. And we talked about that experience and, but handholding, it's like, you don't just, like you said, I mean, it could be three visits to the showroom. And not only is it three visits for us, but then there's all the behind the scenes work that has to happen. So when we partner with homeowners to do a project, usually we'll talk to the builder or the plumber. If there's an architect or a designer involved, we'll, we'll work with them as well. And we'll make sure we're all on the same page. And that communication is critical, again, in avoiding any possible mistakes, 
and hoping for, you know, looking for best outcomes. So that communication with the, the build team is, is something that we do really well. We have a lot of relationships with local contractors, architects, designers, builders, and it, it really uh, helps the flow. One of the most common things that we hear is, geez, I wish I would have known. And when you're in business for as long as we've been, we see a lot of things. Experience buys you a lot of things. It, 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 it buys you best practice. It buys you learnings from mistakes. Uh, we'll have people say, you know, maybe they say, oh, I ordered this online, but it didn't come with a valve. And they didn't know that a shower valve, you know, just because you have the decorative trim, it needs a rough. Or they'll tell us, oh, I ordered this toilet, but they never told me that I needed to, you know, specify a rough-in dimension. And right. that toilets actually come in multiple rough-ins. You don't just, one, one toilet doesn't fit all applications. The other thing that we hear a lot about is when they say, I wish I would have known, it pertains to options, optionality. So whether if they have a cold bathroom, maybe they didn't consider a, a heated towel warmer. Maybe they didn't consider putting uh, radiant floor heat in, in the, underneath their tile. And those are all things that make a dramatic difference in a space. Right. So where do you suggest people start when they're thinking about, about bath fixtures? I mean, do they, is it just a budget issue if there are, it's just aesthetic? I mean, how do people even start to narrow down the options? Of, if they can't go to a showroom, how would they, where should they start? I mean, they can't immediately go to one. Yeah, sure. Um, so doing your homework, so whether that's using Instagram or Pinterest, it's about being inspired. It's what moves you. Some people are doing mood boards. Um, you can cut out pictures from bath or kitchen design magazines that are appealing to you. And I would say that, yeah, I mean, an idea of budget is critical. You know, you we have all price points in our showroom, but you need to, it's really important to understand where you want to be so we can support that. And what's cool about budget and that discussion is that, you know, maybe in the powder room, we pick a really blingy faucet, but maybe in the, in the guest bath, we do something a little bit more basic to allow you to splurge a little bit in different places. So we can kind of play around with that to maximize your joy. And I think that is something that people, you know, again, having um, experience and being able to work together and communication, right? So it's key. It's, hey, how are we doing? Are we making, are we getting, are we on budget? Are we not? And then the other thing is timeline. It's really, so when you do your homework, some people think, you know, they'll come in and they'll be, oh, my contractor called me. He's starting Monday, you know, right. and, it's, yeah. and it's Thursday and you're like, okay, well, we, we have a lot of products in stock. However, you know, best practice, if you want to make sure some of these products we import from Europe and really from all over the world and to ensure you're going to get what you want really best practice is if you can, and, and it, I know it doesn't always happen this way, but if you can give yourself 12 weeks, we can make sure that we've got everything you need. And that may sound like a lot of time, but in this, in the scale of a project, uh, it, it, it's amazing how, um, you know, it, it all goes, time flies. It does fly. And it, you know, that makes sense, even though that seems like, it's a long time before you need the product. People could choose their fixtures after the basic layout is done of the bathroom. And there's no reason not to figure out exactly what you want earlier on in the process so that it all works exactly the way you want it. So 
it may seem like a long time, but that's a good advice. I like that. I also like what you said about the maximizing the joy in the bathroom, the, the idea of that, of a bathroom being joyful. We had a previous episode of, um, with lighting design that talked about lighting design in the bathroom, which I hadn't, I hadn't really considered, to be honest, before. But the fixtures, the lighting, all of that can work together to have kind of a, you think you could have a spa-like experience on a not very spa-like budget? Yeah, it, it, you absolutely can. And sometimes it's about being creative and sometimes it's about um, just kind of moving things around. It's a little bit of a, a puzzle, but you, you absolutely can. I mean, a heated towel warmer is true luxury, but it doesn't have to cost an arm and a leg. Mm. Having a warm towel is, uh, there are a few things in life that to me that are, that are cooler than that or a heated floor. Yeah, it's true. Heated floors, you you can do, uh, it's, it's like an electric mesh mat that goes underneath mm-hmm. the tile. It's yeah. not going to break the budget. And it's, again, you talk about having a spa-like atmosphere, coming out of a shower and having uh, heated floors is, is truly just, it's a treat. It really is. I know, along with the towel, that would be, that would be nice. And people think because it's electric that it's going to cost a lot to actually use, but it, they can be put on a timer and... Uh, you know, actually the electric heat isn't, it could be seen as sustainable if you are hooked up to some kind of um, renewable energy contract with your electric company. It really, yeah, it really is affordable. People, it's, it's, it's like steam units. People think that to have a steam generator, it uses a ton of water and uses a ton of electricity. The truth is, is when it's running, it's, it's almost like using a a light bulb. And, And as far as water consumption for steam, it's about a gallon of water per, per steam. So it's, it's not, not a lot of water. It's not a lot of energy. And I think there's a misconception there around some of the many products actually. Yeah, it's true. Do you see a lot of people installing steam showers these days? It's funny. I think um, more male versus female. And I would say um, it's just, it's interesting to me, you know, Women seem to be more excited about tubs, soaking tubs, um, you know, different spa tubs. Uh, and then men seem to just really get pumped up about, about steam. So, so yes, we, we do quite a bit of, uh, of steam. And what's cool about steam, too, is not only is it just steam in the shower, what's trending is chromotherapy, so multiple colors. I love so the chromotherapy. That. Oh, oh you, have, you have that in Watertown, and I am mesmerized by it. Yeah, it in each different color invokes different mood and emotion, and I'm fortunate enough to have a a, a tub in my in my own home that has chromotherapy, mm. and it really is interesting. You know, reds versus greens versus whites, and it it they do it does feel different, and it takes on uh, really a different experience. The other thing we have in our in our Watertown showroom in that working shower, what we call our experience room. Uh, in addition to steam and chromotherapy is we have speakers built in. So if you introduce music, you have lighting, you have steam. Mm. We also have shoulder jets, neck jets, and it really talk about a spa like atmosphere. Yeah. We have heated floors in there, heated towel warmer. And then I know we're going to probably talk about an integrated toilet at some point in this, in this podcast. Um, yeah, yeah. It, it really, it, it's, 
it's an immersive experience. And do, pe- do people actually take showers in there? Uh, they can if they want to. If they want to let us know ahead of time, absolutely bring a bathing suit. Come on in. You can wow. be our guest. Okay. I'll, I'll probably come next week. No problem. To do that. No so does yeah. uh, do you have the chromotherapy? I mean, yeah, do you have the chromotherapy in the in the steam shower as well or just the tub? Yeah, no, both. <clears throat> so what they'll do is they'll put um, these LEDs um, inside fixtures and whether it's encapsulated in inside the tub uh, or in the shower as well. Wow. That's just amazing. That would be that would be a great way to start off or end the day. Both. Or yeah. both. <laughs> well, something to dream about for me. But so, um, so why don't we talk about the toilet? Is there really a ten thousand dollars toilet? And really, what's the difference between that and a and a four hundred dollars toilet? Yeah, yeah, you bet there is. Um, so that ten thousand dollars toilet is what we call an integrated toilet. So mm-hmm. what does ten thousand dollars buy you? If we're so if we're talking about Toto, which is uh, one of the more popular brands in the category, you're going to get something called Actolite. And that's their terminology for a UV light cleaning system, which is built into the toilet seat lid, along with a special ceramic glaze that coats the bowl. And their claim is this process makes the bowl ultra sanitary. And integrated toilets, what they're really known for is their washlet features. So they have a temperature control for the water. Uh, They also have intermittent pressure controls. And then a remote control is what, what makes it all happen. They have a heated seat with temperature control. They have an air deodorizer, a nightlight, and even a dryer function. And that that dryer function is kind of like a hand dryer, but it's for your bottom, right? So, wow. and then some integra- integrated toilets actually play music or background noise, and that drowns out sounds you may not want your guests to hear. Wow. So a four hundred dollar toilet isn't going to do any of those things. For you. No, it doesn't doesn't clean itself or play music or. Have a, or dry you. A blow dry. Yeah. Or, that's... or heat or yeah, heated seat. The heated seat. Wow. Talk about it. So if you have heated floors, heated seat, and a heated towel, yeah. life is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know life is good. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wow. Okay. Well, can you get all could you do a hybrid of that where you get a super deluxe toilet seat and then put it on a, a regular toilet base, or is it all it's all integrated? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question, and and that and it's an exciting answer, I think. So, again, all price points, you can have a spalette or a washlet seat, depending on which brand you choose. They use different verbiage today, but you absolutely can have a basic toilet, and then introduce a special seat that will have, you know, some of those functions. For example, you know, all the washlet features it'll have. Um, it will have, uh, it'll, it, you can make it so it's heated and, you know, you may compromise. It may not have a dryer function at the lower price point. I may not have a nightlight or a deodorizer, but you're going to get the washlet features. It's going to be heated and it'll be, uh, at a fraction of the cost. And you, you can do washlets now for, uh, they really range in price, but I would say for $300, uh, you can get a great washlet. But you mean washlet it means meaning the whole seat, the seat itself. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. With a say a four hundred dollar or three hundred dollar toilet. Okay, I want to go back a second to the music. I'm just kind of curious what kind of music. I have a little. I have a little reindeer. Um, a reindeer who talks in the bathroom is like it's a joke, but nobody ever removed it. So now when you uh, go into the little, it's just this little. He's just making jokes in there, so I can't help but think of that. I'm imagining it's a little more sophisticated music. 
so they have free they have preloaded music and then i think you can load mp3s to put in uh whatever type of reindeer or, or other <laughs> reindeer. you would okay. you would like it to, to play but wow. uh they it has you know running water it has various things that are preloaded but again yeah. you can load your own music should you know say bon jovi be more appropriate for you <laughs> or like a thunderstorm noises like my meditation app yeah, Just you could absolutely do a, a thunderstorm. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, I'll, I guess I'll just think about that later. Okay. So what would you say the trends are in bath fixtures right now? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's some exciting stuff going on. I would start with, say, colors are back. In the past, bathroom furniture had primarily been white, white and more white. Mm. And now we're seeing colors like navy vanities, and they're really resonating with people, and they, they're starting to just really love the color. Mm-hmm. Grays have taken off as well, and soft, warm tones are making bathroom design just really fun. The other thing we're noticing are warm wood tones in the bathroom. So oak in various forms like natural, uh, wenge, walnut, or black have become really popular. And other, we're also seeing things like um, even some crazy finishes like Mozambique, and it, it's just it's it's really a fun time. So in terms of uh, bathroom furniture that's what we're seeing faucetry is becoming really exciting because it's in fun finishes like matte black and brushed brass and we're not only seeing it on faucetry but on bathroom consoles so the sink may be say china you know made out of china in white but the legs supporting it could be a special finish like matte black so maybe you'd have a matte black matte black console legs white sink matte black faucet matte black mirror and then in the past, where that where we were seeing matte black, it was ordinarily polished chrome. Right. That's what had been really popular. People weren't venturing out into brass and blacks and all these different finishes. So mm-hmm. that's been fun. And then maybe one more comment, uh, industrial design, when it comes to faucetry and, and other uh, pieces in the bathroom have really taken off. So some people may call it steampunk where the products were inspired by steam gauges from the industrial revolution. But the products that we're displaying in our showrooms have an industrial look, but use modern technology, things like ceramic disc cartridges and thermostatic shower valves. You know, so basically it's bringing the past and the present together and people are really loving it. Yeah. I've seen some of them in your, in your showroom that they are really beautiful. Yeah, it's fun. It's different. And talking about trends in, in, in the bathroom, one of the things that we've seen that, and not just in bath, it's it's in, in homes, is the mixing of traditional, transitional, and uh, in modern. So, you know, being in New England, we have some older homes here, and there's a lot of traditional homes. But just because you maybe have a very traditional kitchen, doesn't mean you can't take a master bathroom and make it transitional or modern. And that's been really fun for, for our team because it's allowed us to get really creative. And whether it's the faucetry, the lighting, the bathroom furniture, it, it just, all these new styles, it just opens the door. Whereas say maybe 20 years ago, people felt if they have a very traditional house, they're limited to traditional fixtures to keep in the period. That's true. People were, didn't seem as adventurous until, until recently. Yeah, I, I agree. And it's, I, I think it's creating a lot more design flexibility um, and, and, and fun, really. 
Yeah, definitely, because it really opens up the possibilities just to personal taste. Because these Absolutely. these houses from, let's say, the kind of bigger grand houses from the 20s, they do have a certain um, style to them, but then they do lend themselves really nicely to have really a surprisingly modern room when you walk into it. It kind of makes it exciting. It works. It really does. And yeah. it, it makes exciting is a great word. I think it, it makes it almost in some ways current. And I think our clients are looking for that. And if they've lived with something a certain way, I think the change, the change is good and they're embracing that. Yeah. So when you talk about, uh, you also sell kitchen faucets, I know. So when I'm thinking about things that people don't know about kitchen faucets and, you know, someone might just go down to Home Depot and just pick out a kitchen faucet or even the hardware store and just get one. And they might not know that they have all these different options that they are not even contemplating. So what are basic things about, about faucets, either bath faucets or kitchen faucets, just to pick one thing that maybe people don't realize they could, they could have. Let's talk kitchen. So when you come into our showroom, let's say you come to our Watertown showroom, we have approximately 20 different working kitchen faucets that are actually working. And then another 50 or so that you can look at. And the working faucets vary from pull down faucets, um, which pull down as opposed to pulling out. And then some are just fixed head. Some are very industrial and have a, a spring coil, like a commercial, like you used to see in dishwashing mm -hmm. applications and restaurants. Yeah. We have things like touch faucets now that are, you know, operating on and off by touch. We have, uh, LED faucets, LED lighting faucets that light up with, you can turn them on when you're using your, your, um, the kitchen faucet. We have red for hot, uh, lights. So when the water gets hot, it gets, you see a red light when it's cold, you see blue. Really? So there's just so many different wow. options. And sometimes the, you know, you talk, we keep talking about, you know, where can you go wrong? So it's important to see the size of the faucet too. So if you have a large kitchen sink, you don't want the kitchen faucet to be so small, it's hard to use. Right. And we have different sink setups and uh, it, it just really gives you an idea of scale and knowing when we know what your sink-based cabinet is, what your kitchen sink is, which we obviously sell as well, then we can help make sure we get you the right faucet. But if you're just looking at images out of a book or on a computer, it's 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 really hard to get an idea of scale, even specification sheets. It's still not the best way. And people are always asking us in terms of say touch faucets, they're saying it, how is the technology? Is it going to work? Is it going to break? I'm concerned. And we show them how it works and we, we take them underneath the sink and show them that it's batteries. And if the power goes out, they can still use their kitchen faucet. And I think, you know, there's that learning, right? It's, 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 we educate, it's not our job to sell people anything. It's not about making a sale. It's about educating and let, letting the homeowner choose or the contractor, architect, designer. And if mm -hmm. we do that then, that, then we're doing our job. So having this space or this showroom with knowledgeable people is, it's just, it's, it's kind of where the magic happens, right? It's like you can see, look, feel, touch, and, and it, it just, it works really well. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, it's just fun to learn, even if you're not going to buy it, just to learn about all these different things would be, it's just fun to, I don't know, go touch these faucets and see what a touch faucet is and see how, I don't know, what the 
most exciting fonts that you have in the store is like, maybe yeah, it's just I mean, me. Maybe it's just me, but think, I think that would be fun. Yeah. So we have a very fancy faucet from Germany. It's from a company called Dornbrock and it's absolutely beautiful. But one of the things that's really cool about it is when you turn it on, it has a special aerator and it's a laminar flow. And what that does is it's, it's almost whisper quiet. So instead of like when you're washing your dishes, mm-hmm. it, it, like some of our other faucets, when you turn them on, it's really noisy. There's a lot of, um, it's just a different style. So it integrates a lot more air and, um, and different people have different um, preferences for, for, for these things. But again, being able to try them out, you may say that Dornbrock faucet is, is absolutely incredible. I've never seen anything like it. I love it. I want it. Or you may, or, or, or not. But the point is, is that if you didn't get to try it, you wouldn't know. You wouldn't, under, you wouldn't know the difference between that and the faucet next to it. Right. Well, that's kind of interesting. The idea of not being able to hear the water running. So I'll have to try that too when I come over to take a shower yeah. next week. Um, <clears throat> don't forget your bathing suit. Uh, yeah, I, I won't forget <laughs> it. So um, do you have any tips for people who might be interested in a more environmentally friendly bathroom or kitchen? I mean, are, are there, is there anything that can be done in that arena? I know that water conservation is already a thing, but is there anything else? Yeah, I would say about? eco materials have become more popular and sustainable sustainability. So a company called Wet Style, they use a material on their vanity countertops called Wet Mar Bio. And that's an eco-friendly material. It's, they don't really tell you exactly, it's proprietary, so they won't tell you, but all the materials used in it are eco-friendly, which is really great because a lot of countertops that use different resins are plastics, and I'm guessing they're not (laughs) very eco-friendly. So right. it's nice to see a company uh, step outside of the box and say, "Hey, yeah, we're gonna, you know, we're we're in a world that's using a lot of plastics. Let's see if we can make it more eco-friendly." Mm-hmm. So there are companies that are forward-thinking. You know, you talk about water-saving fixtures, so shower heads, kitchen faucets, bath faucets, toilets. Dual flush toilets had been in Europe, and I, if I recall, they actually started in Australia. And dual flush meaning you press one button for number one and a different button for number two. So one could be 0.9 gallons per flush and one could be 1.6. Mm. And those have become really popular over the last, I'd say, 10 years. They've gained popularity. So there are ways, also green technology and things like ventilation fans, they use a lot less energy today. Mm. We talked about uh, radiant heat, you know, I, I would I would argue that you know because it is such a minimal draw, I would consider it you know very green. So there, are, uh, I think there's some misconceptions when it comes to what is uh, environmentally friendly, what uses a lot of resources, whether it's you know steam uses too much water, no, it really really doesn't, or it uses too much energy, no, it really doesn't. So you know busting some of those myths hmm. is something that we we do all the time as well. Yeah, that's interesting. Well, Jason, you're full of a lot of information, and I um, appreciate you coming on to talk to me about all this. And how can people uh, get in touch with you or your company? You have a website. Yeah, designerbath.com is a a great way to start. Um, We do have showrooms in both Watertown, Massachusetts, and Beverly, Massachusetts. 
So should you be local, um, at our website, you can make an appointment to work with one of our team members. We don't require appointments, but we want to give you best service. So if we know you're coming in, we'll be ready for you. And we talked about that preparation. You know, if, if you have time, if you've cut out pictures, if you've made a mood board, uh, all those things will help us if you've thought about budget. Those are best practices is to do your homework. And then, or when you come in, then we're going to ask you for those things next time. So, um, so please, yeah, we'd love to see you. Uh, we'd love to see if there's any way we can help. We do all things that are in the bathroom, in the kitchen. We do sinks, faucets, cabinet hardware, water filtration. Water filtration is, is like one of my hot buttons. I just, I, I, it's so nice. Um, the technology has really changed. You used to have to have a separate drinking spout that would be next to, say, your kitchen faucet. But now they have these what they call full flow filters. So companies like Starbucks have used them commercially for years, but they brought the technology into residential, which is wonderful because all you have to do is turn your kitchen faucet to cold and you're going to get the same technology that Starbucks uses um, right at your own kitchen sink. So the days of having to lug Poland Spring or other brands or have them come deliver these huge bottles, it it's really unnecessary in, in my, in my, in my view. So mm. that's something that's, I think is really great oh, and uh, help, helpful. That's good to know too. I mean, it really could save people a lot of money, first of all, buying the plastic water bottles and also just cut down on the number of big plastic water jugs and also the small ones that we just carry around. We can easily just have that. Yeah. Better. You talk about how can you be green? And I think that's one of the, you know, plastic bottles is oh. that's one of the biggest opportunities that we have as a, as a community, if we could cut back on those, it's you, if you can save money and then the aggravation of going to the store, buying those lugging them in the house. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it's just, to me, it's, it's really a no brainer. Yeah. Storing them. And also I just wonder what that water sitting in plastic, you know, what's in it actually. Yeah, it's yeah. A, it's, a, it's a great point. There's that too. So I really, really appreciate your time. And um, thank you so much. Happy to do it, Catherine. Thank you for inviting me. Well, that's it for my episode for today. I can relate to not having the right parts for my plumbing project. And I don't know, I, I am one of those people who, when I was doing it years ago, was guilty of not going to a plumbing supply place. I just felt like or a bath showroom, I just felt like maybe I'd be wasting their time or my budget was too small. But now when I take my clients there, I see how important it is to get um, an expert's input, make sure they organize everything for you because there there are a lot of parts to take care of and keep track of. And just seeing what's new out there, it's just fun and interesting too. So don't be shy, go down to your bath and kitchen showroom. This podcast is produced by my architecture firm, Demios Architects. You can find my website on the show notes for this episode. I answer questions there. If you have any architectural questions, you can just give me a call or you can send me an email. If you do have a renovation question you'd like to hear answered on this podcast, you could email me at thehousemaven at talkinghomerenovations.com. And I have this community that I'm trying to build at FlickChat, which is an app. So you go to get that at the app store. And then when you get it, you look up Talking Home Renovations. And there I am. And it's just really me right now. But that is where you and I could be talking. 
about home renovations. Whatever questions or comments or thoughts anybody wants to share. I, I'm dreaming of a time when I actually have a conversation on that app. So I would love it if you would download um, Flick Chat and look me up and join the community. Okay, well, thanks again for uh, listening today. And I'm looking forward to bringing you the next episode, which is going to be Smart Homes. Talk to you soon.